0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. The show is for grinders. People who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind.
1: The strategy we adopted was let's get as many celebrities and famous people to use our our, our platform and that's going to um, help us um, get, a, get attention in a world where we can't compete for budgets and we can't compete for marketing budgets. And we ended up raising money from Leonardo DiCaprio, Toby McGuire, Lance Armstrong, and Serena Williams. Wow. Uh, which was way better than we planned, right?
0: Hey Grinders, I know it's early, but we're getting started with our holiday specials this month. For November only, we are dropping our mentorship program by 50% for all Daily Grind listeners. Now, due to pure volume and time, we can't select everyone, so we're looking for people who are not just looking to get better and make more money, but who are willing to make the necessary sacrifices in order to reach those massive goals you're setting for yourselves. So with that as you, be sure to book your 15-minute call with me today to learn more about how you can qualify for this offer. I look forward to speaking with all of you. Joining us today on The Daily Grind is Gil Ayal. Gil's the CEO and co-founder of Hyper which organizes social media information and makes specific audiences reachable at scale. Founded in 2013, Hyper's search engine leverages its smart index that houses profiles and audience demographic information for over 10 million influencers across major social channels. Gil's client base includes Fortune 500 brands, including LVMH, Next Models, PepsiCo, Heart Magazine, Calvin Klein, Time Inc., and Estee Lauder. Um, And he's had the chance in his former business, Mobley Media, collaborate with the world's biggest stars, including Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, Serena Williams, Lil Wayne, and Lance Armstrong. Gil has a really interesting story, a lot of experience, so everyone be sure to grab a pen grab a piece of paper, sit back, and dive deep in today's episode with the amazing Gil Ayal. Enjoy. Well, Gil Ayal, welcome to The Daily Grind. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are you? I am fantastic. Thanks so much for asking. And uh, Gil, if you wouldn't mind, say for some people you're know, listening today, being first introduced to you, just kind of in your own words, sharing a bit more of who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. My name is Gil. I'm the founder of a company called Hyper. Uh, what we do is we provide a, a data and analytics solution in this new world that's, that's overrunning marketing called influencer marketing, uh, where basically individuals have become uh, um, people that you can count on to promote a brand uh, directly to the people that follow them on social media, as opposed to the traditional channels where you would buy an ad on ad space, um, and what we do is we provide data and analytics to understand who's performing well, who's going to reach the right audience, and so forth.
0: Got you. And how did you get into this, Gil? Like, what's the story of you, of yourself? I guess. Like, did you always know you were yeah. going to be an entrepreneur? Like, did you start off in a corporate world? Where did this all start? No,
1: I I used to be an attorney. Um, kind of that golden cage of um, I spent six years as an attorney. Oh wow. Uh, Working uh, kind of in this this environment where you make a good salary, but you're not really happy to wake up in the morning. Uh, you're not excited about what you're doing, but you keep getting promoted and you keep getting uh, moved up. And everything uh, looks fine, but at the end of the day, you're not happy with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And around 10 years ago, I decided it was just time to make a career switch. People thought I was a little crazy. Yeah, I decided I wanted to go into marketing, got an MBA and started working as a digital marketer. And the last company I worked for was a company called Mobley, which um, was basically Instagram before Instagram. Um, We know how that ended, Instagram won that market, but the strategy we adopted was, let's get as many celebrities and famous people to use our our, our platform, and that's going to um, help us um, get get attention in a world where we can't compete for budgets and we can't compete for marketing budgets. And we ended up raising money from Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, Lance Armstrong, and Serena Williams. Wow. Uh, which was way better than we planned, right? No doubt. Uh, but and they were driving free traffic and free attention to this app, and I, I recognized the potential. This is like 2010, 2011. Recognized the potential of um, working with these people. We ended up doing about 200 with initially big celebrities, and then slowly moving into these social media stars. Where we recognized that it was a lot easier to understand what their audience looked like, and they were much easier to work with because they weren't surrounded by attorneys and lawyers and and, and publicists and all these uh, people that that made it really hard to to work with them the way that entrepreneurs want to work with. Yeah. But I found myself not only suddenly as an entrepreneur, but also as um, a real you know paving a way in this new marketing channel for startups and for for companies and brands were starting to get into it. And I quickly realized not everybody's going to be able to work with Leonardo DiCaprio. And there are millions of people in the social networks that are actually influential within specific parameters. So if you're looking for somebody who, if you're trying to sell a book about um, how to become a poker grandmaster, there are a lot of people online that could be great people to promote that book that aren't called Justin Bieber. And in fact, they might be better than Justin Bieber just because their audience, the people who follow them, are really interested in this specific subject.
0: Gotcha. Um,
1: and that's that's what led to the birth of Hyper. We, we said there has to be a way to really understand how uh, who's influential where and how much influence they really exert, um, as opposed to just how famous they are or how big or how their following is. Um, so I wouldn't say I always knew I was uh, going to be an entrepreneur, but I would say this. I, I would joke that I uh, – um, that I, that I I would have brain diarrheas and I I would have a new idea every day and most of them were pretty crappy. Yeah. But um I would I would always want there's always this aspiration I never had the guts to do it and then when I finally did it it was a slippery slope that I immediately found myself deep into it.
0: So when you launch Hyper I mean now I look at some of the people that you're working with you know the companies you're working with people shows like this is incredible. When you launched this, did you know that you're going to be in touch with these people, or did you have almost like a little bit of a big break happen for you?
1: You know, it's interesting. I, I launched Hyper. i would never stepped foot in a uh, PR firm or a marketing agency before. Yeah, uh, it never really worked with brands, um, and I got uh, I, I, and I was very aware of the fact. that that that's going to be very apparent to them. And I think one of the biggest things as entrepreneurs, being aware of your weaknesses is really important. I ended Mm up um, really um, partnering with these two guys. One is uh, named Guy Perret, another guy is Ryan Berger. Guy was a big uh, um, advertising exec with a big history. And Ryan Berger was this word of mouth advertiser who comes from um, the world of agencies. He knows all the agency owners. He's had relationships. and we brought him in, and you know, we connected immediately on the vision, but also um, his ability to swim in that world, like to belong in that world, to be part of that world in, in a very fluent way, was uh, 180 degrees uh, um, of me, where, where I where myself, where I would just be a you know fish out of water. So, um, bringing him in was was a major jump through. We had this great technology, but. I didn't know how to sell it, I didn't know who to sell it to, and his ability to open doors, um, speak to the clients, and and get an understanding of what they really want, help us get the product to the right place, and then also get us these first really big clients that, to be honest, you know, wouldn't have taken the meeting if they didn't have that relationship, but but the relationship is never enough. They, they ended up signing deals with us because they liked the product, but, but uh, we probably wouldn't have even gotten in front of them, or wouldn't have known how to handle the meeting without finding... And surrounding myself with the people that really knew what to do.
0: Yeah, the relationship gets you in the door, but the work speaks volumes, right?
1: Absolutely, and and I I still remember in the first or second meetings uh, you were sitting with you know sitting in front of somebody, and it's clearly obvious that somebody told them to take the meeting. They're not really interested in yeah in uh, being there, um, and then you try to wow them with the technology, and to a degree you can do it and you you eventually learn that that it really is um, a combination and, and it, it you can get in the door but it's not going to be enough.
0: Yeah, totally. So, you know, I think that segues in perfectly like for people out there who are starting something, who have to go into those meetings where yes, they get the introduction, but maybe the company's not as interested as you'd hope they'd be. What are some advice you can give them?
1: You know, I think the biggest advice I have to entrepreneurs in general is that if everybody loves your idea, if everybody says, "Oh, this is great," then you're working on something really obvious. Hmm. And what that means is sure. you're you're going to see a lot of competition. If you're building a company that, um, if you're building a company that um, everybody can think of, everybody gets immediately, then um, that might be a problem. And if you look at a lot of the biggest and most successful entrepreneurs in the world, they got a lot of no's on the way. A lot of yeah. people said no to them. Um, or didn't understand the concept or said, you know, I don't really understand what you're trying to do. And um, with us, you know, I think I may have had 50 to 100 different investor meetings before somebody was willing to write me a check. And um, a lot of times it's because you're so close to this idea, you really understand, you have a different level of understanding of where the industry is going. And you really have to believe in yourself. And, and it's really tough. So, so you end up um, hearing all these no's and starting to question yourselves. But, but really, if you have if you're on to something, if you're working on something really unique, it makes sense that people who aren't as close to the industry who aren't as um, focused on specifically what you're doing won't always get it. And it took me a while to, to get that. you know it, it gets you really down. It's a lonely job, and it gets you really yeah. down when nobody understands what you're trying to do or or people will lecture you about why this will never work. And you have to understand it comes from a place where they're trying to help you, but they don't always understand the business the way that you do. And um, it, it gets to the point where you get very defensive for your idea. And then when you try to sell it to your customers, it's actually 100% the other way around because mm. you have to be listening. Unlike when you're pitching the VCs, they are super connected to the industry. They know exactly what they want. So um, at least for us, we were in this situation where we're talking to clients. It seems like they really love what we're building. We go to the VCs. They tell us this will never work. And you're in this circle where you don't really know what to do. And my my biggest piece of advice is if you think, if you really believe that you're an expert, you understand this industry really well. When somebody gives you advice, try to think about their perspective. Do they really understand the industry the way that I do? Um, And and then the next part is when somebody tells you that they like it um, or, you know, when a client tells you that they like it, see if they're willing to write a check. Um, yeah. I think Hyper went through four or five iterations before anybody would give us any money.
0: Oh wow! But
1: even the first iteration uh, was was very positive. You know, everybody said, "Oh, we love this concept," but they weren't willing to, to write a check. And um, people really want to help entrepreneurs. They really like entrepreneurs, and that they, they, they want to be encouraging. And it, and and so they they do a dis they provide a disservice to a degree because. They'll tell you everything is great, but they're not really willing to pay for it. And so as an entrepreneur, you have to be really disciplined and yeah. ask for that check and see that they're really willing totally. to to put their money where their mouth is.
0: Totally. And I think that, you know, a couple of things you said there are so impactful and powerful. And one of them being how, you know, most people have the the idea of, you know, they're starting a business and they float their idea around to family and friends and everyone's like, Oh, that's a great idea. And then they go for it, right? but mm-hmm. it's like exactly what you're saying is typically there's no real you know new idea out there. So if it if everyone does love it, there's going to be tons of competition and having the sort of self-awareness to say, you know what? How do I look at things a little bit differently? Um and also having the foresight to say if someone doesn't like this and doesn't understand it, like I always say if like you said, if everyone thinks your idea is great, you're not thinking big enough, right?
1: Yeah. And somebody, somebody said, I don't know who this quote belongs to, but it's a great quote is that uh, different is better than better. yeah meaning absolutely. a lot of entrepreneurs will focus on I'm gonna make a better this you know I' I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do you know, Airbnb but it's gonna be better because one two three. And now that I've met so many investors I spoken to so many investors, that's not really what gets any of them excited. but if you say, look, we're gonna do this in a different way, and that's going to appeal to a whole new audience that isn't using this service today, or um, or it's going to be far more cost effective because of the way that we're doing it. That's when you start getting exciting and and, and excited responses, and that's where you, to me, you recognize real opportunity. Totally. Um, but 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 almost everybody's in the I'm going to do it better mode, and and I wish more people. You know, what can I do differently that's going to Make it make what I'm doing stand out. Make it easier for reporters to write about me. Make it easier for clients to ju- for someone to justify why a client should meet me. And the client says, "Well, we already have an influencer marketing solution." They need to be able to say, "Yeah, but Hyper, you know, they do one, two, three differently."
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Gil, like I believe that you know the habits and behaviors we have. Are a direct reflection of the results that we're getting, and you've obviously gotten some great results, and I could just tell that obviously you have a lot of those habits and behaviors that a lot of other successful entrepreneurs have. I'm wondering if you could Thank share you. with us one or two either behaviors or habits that you feel has really helped you kind of push forward and succeed in this space.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the number one thing, uh, and this is this is kind of counterintuitive, but People always say, uh, um, you know, winners never quit, quitters never win. And I, I believe you need to quit all the time. Um, not, not as in like you need to give up, but you need to constantly be aware of whether you're, you're fighting to win or, or you're, you're fighting a lost cause. And especially as an entrepreneur, if you don't try and fail all the time, you're not going to know what's going to work. So you, you need to figure out what, what's going to answer the question, is this the right direction? And I meet, you know, I speak with a lot of younger entrepreneurs today. I'm, you know, I'm now in my 40s, but you meet these 20-year-old guys, and they're so uh, stuck to this idea of what they're doing. But if you look at startups in general, hardly any of the startups that have been successful are doing what their first business plan said to the yeah. dot. Almost everyone has been exploring. They've spoken to clients, so. I think you know the one statement that that has held me back in life has always been this "winners never quit" thing. It made me stay as an attorney for six years, even though I knew on day two that this wasn't for me. Um, and and it makes you make mistakes in, in in the in the in the process. You you spend energy in places where um, there's no real uh, potential, and so th- having this idea of uh, it's okay to quit, it's okay to. Um, it's to kind of take a step back and say, I know I've spent all these resources on something, but it's not leading anywhere. And making a decision with limited information is is exactly where I think the best entrepreneurs excel. Mm, I um, agree, and and I think it's a it's it's investors don't always support that. Meaning, sometimes somebody will give you money and will say, "This is what we're going to build," and you you spend three four months working on it and realizing from the market that we're not moving in the right direction. And, but you, but you, it, it's very difficult to go back to your investor and say, hey, you know how you gave me a million dollars to do ABC? Well, actually, we need to do BCDE. Um, and they'll look at you and say, well, I, I didn't invest in, in BCDE, and I don't know. And I think the best investors are the guys who know how to create an environment. Exploration and um, responding to, to, to what the market sends back to you is, is – Is acceptable and and you know you're going to create some stuff that you're going to leave behind and never use again, Um, which brings me to the second point. This is my favorite quote of all times, Mario Andretti, the the famous race car driver, who said, um, "If everything feels under control, you're not driving fast enough." Oh, gotcha. I love that quote so much for startups. Um, You have to embrace this idea that you don't know everything. If everything's working fine, you're selling you know, at the pace of your plan and, and everything's going okay, that just means that you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Um, and so you, you, in order to really, I think, be successful as an entrepreneur, you need that little butterfly in your stomach saying, I'm not sure, you know, not, not everything, I don't know exactly what tomorrow is to
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I, I agree that there has to be maybe some part of you that understands that here's how we become profitable. And I think that's maybe where a lot of entrepreneurs miss sort of like the planning process, right? They think they need to have everything set up perfectly, when most of the time it's just here's how we're going to get to profitability. But the road in which we take that's definitely going to change because business changed. The, the The customer is going to let you know if they like it or not.
1: Absolutely, and and at the end of the day, um, you, you really if you every single successful entrepreneur I, I speak to will say. I did not sell, or I did not exit the company that I pitched on day one, and and and, and, and it just doesn't work that way. If it, if, yeah. if it does, then you really are a genius. You figured out
0: everything in advance. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, for people listening or in business, like be flexible. Don't get stuck to that idea because I hear it so much. I'm sure you do too, Gil. People just are so in love with their idea, they're unwilling to change.
1: Yeah, and it, that goes way beyond just entrepreneurship, right? We yeah, we see that right. in every aspect of, of life. Yeah, and it, it, don't see it as a defeat. You know, when you look at your idea and see it as a as um, kind of the, the genesis of something, as opposed to like the end all result, um, you can continue to improve on it, and you continue to find. And you're an you're you're an explorer. You're a scientist. You're a you're a adventurer uh, as a founder. Not you're not a lab. Controlled experiment, and and people have to embrace that.
0: Do you believe it's harder for solopreneurs to see that? I mean, you have a great team around you. You have, you know, very successful people. So I think that that does really help because they've all been through it. But for people who are maybe going through this the first time, do you think they need people on their on their team to really be able to help them with that?
1: Yeah, being an entrepreneur is very difficult emotionally. It's a roller coaster. No matter where you are, you know. there are bad days and good days. And there are days where eight good things happen and eight bad things happen. And especially early on when you're just getting everything started, it's literally like one thing happens every week because because you still don't have a lot of clients. You know? And one bad thing could, could make things uh, really rough and you don't really know, you don't have enough data and enough understanding to say, is this a one-time occurrence or is this how all my clients are going to behave? So I, I really think, entrepreneurs especially uh, if they're first time entrepreneurs or they're early um in in their entrepreneurial lifetime uh, life cycle should find somebody that they can trust i'm not a big fan of like building this advisory board of 50 people that 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 became really popular a few years ago totally but like just get names of people in the industry that are going to say that you're smart and and that's going to get investors excited i don't think it works and and i don't think it's really valuable but get the two or three people that you can speak to freely you don't need to hide anything from them you don't need to signal to them that things are any better than they really are and that um, come from a different perspective than you are now don't don't expect them to know all the answers because you know they're spending one percent of their time on your business and you're spending a hundred percent but but you know, in our case, we we, we joined this program called SilverTech, and it's run by this guy named Charlie Fetterman, another guy named Larry Wagenberg. And they're just so seasoned, so experienced, that a lot of times we run into silly issues. You know, an employee that left and won't sign their separation agreement. And that could be way on you, or you could have somebody in your circle who says, you know, this happens a zillion times a day, and this happened to my other company. This is what we did, and it'll be fine. Um, so definitely surround yourself with people who... Um, are supportive, who have a vested interest in your success, um, but don't don't think that they will do it for you. If you're signing up to be an entrepreneur, especially a solo entrepreneur, it's lonely. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: even if you're not solo. It's lonely in that. It, it's uncomfortable. there are some certain truths that you face that are uncomfortable to share, even with your closest people. like you 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 get so ingrained in this, you have to project positive thinking. Um, that you, until the the company matures enough to the point where you have a CFO who's going to evaluate the numbers and talk about that, that even if deep down, you know, things aren't perfect, you, you have to project that time and it's, you see it as your own personal failure if, if things don't work out and and it just becomes so tied into who you are that you really want to find
0: some hooks where you can lean on, um, in those times. Gotcha. Gil, what piece of advice would you give your younger self? <laughs>
1: well, I, I don't know if people see what I look like, but number one is going to be lay off the hair gel.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> way too much. Way too much back in the day.
0: Were, were you a spike um, guy I, I or like a comb anything. over? Genetics. What was the style back in the day?
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> but but maybe we'll put a before and after picture. Um, <laughs> Not get locked into where I am, not not fall into those golden cages of okay. I'm making a good salary. I know I'm not happy to wake up in the morning. Um, at the, we're at a point in 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 human history where work life balance isn't really relevant anymore. It's yeah. work and like and like a little bit of life because especially if you're an entrepreneur, you work really long hours and you work with um, you and, and and a lot more time spent. Awake at work than anywhere else. So make sure you're working on something you're really excited about. Make sure you're working on um, you know. Sorry, something popping up here. Make sure you're working on something you're really excited about. Make sure you're working with people you like. Yeah. Make sure you're excited to wake up in the morning. Um, life goes by really quickly, and you, you're suddenly you're in your 40s, and and you're going to look back and say, um, Did I wake up every morning and really, really make the most of of my younger years? Um, and that's the, I think I I didn't follow that advice, but I I wish I could convey it to other people. Um, yeah. So I think just in in touching in touching in on the issue of, um, of younger people, there's this system that pushes us all to become adults really quickly. Like you graduate from high school, you already have to pick your college and then you have to pick your major and then you have to go work in that major and you're, you're 20 years old. You don't even know what you like yet. You, You haven't. And when we have, we have about 20 interns every summer here. The first thing I say to them is, like, I don't care which department we put you in. If you don't like it, knock on my – You know, we don't have a door. It's all an open space. But come knock on my desk and say, hey, I'd really like to be in marketing. Or I'd really like to be in operations yeah. because exploration is really part of life. And for some reason, the systems we've built are ones that try to put you in a category very early on. And I think a lot of people are unhappy because they end up building careers, and you see them switching later on. Um, for the same reason that I was kind of stuck where being a lawyer, which, you know, is a great profession if you like it, but I just didn't like it.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: and and that's, I guess, to younger Gil and to really anyone else listening who's in that position, um, spend some time exploring. It's absolutely okay to switch. Um, it doesn't matter what your major was. If you're not enjoying it, find something you enjoy doing because it'll make, it'll impact everything. It'll impact how you get out of bed, it'll impact your relationships, it'll impact how other people see you. Um, it just touches on everything in life at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for you, Gil, like one question I'd love to ask, you know, CEOs like yourself is say there's a, a magic genie out there. Okay. And they could come into your business hyper and they could help you and your team with one thing. I'm wondering what the genie would help you with.
1: Huh? That's a great question. I think, um, off the top of my head, the number one thing they could take off my table is fundraising. Gotcha. If they could help me, uh, um, if they could go to VC meetings instead of me. And it's not because uh, VCs aren't nice to people. It's just because between the way entrepreneurs think about their business and the way people who got an MBA and then and, and then uh, went to work for a venture capital firm think about it. And potentially, you know, both ways have their merits. But... They create for some really uncomfortable meetings sometimes, where, where the entrepreneur is trying to explain why he knows something because he knows something, and, they, and it just doesn't work. That has been a um, the least favorite part of the job throughout uh, the last uh, seven or eight years. So if somebody else would take that over, Genie <laughs> or, or just a talented business development person, that'd be great.
0: No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> and now, Gil. Way we end the show here, man, is I give you the floor and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So, one thing or one thought that we can all go home with today.
1: Yeah, this is something that I think about a lot, but um, it's about perception. You know, as entrepreneurs, we always have to think about how people see our business. Yeah. And think about like this whole the example I think about is the self driving car. Uh, story, you know that we've been told for years now that self-driving cars are coming, and to me, it's really exciting. I don't know how you feel about it, but I can't wait to see it. But but there's somebody out there who's driving an Uber who who's like terrified of this. Yeah, and I think um, you know if we look at uh, say even how the last election here in the U.S. went, or or how um, um, say politics all across the world go, how you, you, how little time we spend trying to think about somebody else's perspective. Mm, um, so true. And so I use that example because I say, you know, we, we have this Silicon Valley, anybody you tell you talk to is like, Oh, there's a breakthrough in self-driving cars. Great. But then you go to the people who are driving cabs and Ubers and they're thinking they're going to lose their job. And it's such a different um, perspective that then justifies different tone of voice and different decision-making that, if you don't understand the perspective, you say, "Oh, those people are crazy. Those people on the other side are crazy." And, but, like, if I say one thing to people is, you know, try to think about where the other person is coming from, and um, you know, especially here in the U.S., we have this. Uh, I, I think that I've never seen anything like it in the U.S. where there's such a distance between two sides. And if you spend some time thinking about where the other side is coming from, what's pushing that? Um, why they believe in what they yep. believe, you might, it might at least make sense to you as opposed to thinking, oh, they're just crazy nuts. And I know this kind of goes away from entrepreneurship, but it's been on my mind a lot because you can't open, you know, you can't even turn on, can't look at the internet and and, and not come across some area of contention.
0: No, you know what? I think it's super important for, for entrepreneurship as well because you always have to, you know, Look at the other side and look at how someone else is thinking, and be able to see that other perspective inside. And uh, by doing that, that's how you're really gonna, really gonna advance forward. Because if you're just thinking that your way is the best, um, typically it's not, A. Eh? And I don't think that's healthy. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, and you know, one of the things we found out in our industry, for example, is that there just isn't one solution that fits all clients. There are different yeah. ways to do influencer marketing, and you could just say, "Oh, there's other companies that they're, they're run by idiots," but that would be Giving yourself a really big tap on, you know, pat on the back, and it's an and ego really, guide, yeah. The truth is, they know some stuff. They've they've spoken to people. They know some stuff you haven't thought of, and um, there are different kinds of clients and that need different things. And it's 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 really something that you, I think a lot of people would benefit from gaining that humility and understanding that perspective, um, where you are. Everything is relative where you are in life and what's happening to you can really impact the way that you view something that might seem obvious to somebody else.
0: 100%. And now, Gil, what's the best way our audience can reach out and connect with you?
1: Yeah, anybody's welcome to write me. It's gil at hyperbrands, H-Y-P-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com. Uh, Feel free to write me about anything or connect to me on LinkedIn or anywhere else.
0: Awesome. Well, I will share that email address. Anytime an expert like this, everyone, like Gil, gives you an email address, feel free to reach out. Um, Not many times you get to speak with someone like Gil, so be sure that you reach out, ask questions, pick his brain. I'll also share social links, his website, best ways to stay up to date with what Gil has going on. And as you can see from this interview, everyone, success is driven by passion, hunger, and today, thinking differently. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. Today, we had the chance to speak with the amazing Gil Ayal. Gil, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show here with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.
0: The pleasure was all mine. Everyone, if you liked today's episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment, share it with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding.